You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with Smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll. Yeehaw, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash and Solly broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios presented by stltaxlawyer.com. I don't know if I can do this today, Smash. I can't. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just We just heard one of the place. greatest songs of all time, man. It's We're singing along with it. It's pretty good. Doesn't that lift your spirits, dude? Mm, no. My well, spi- we have to do the show after what I went through. What? So I'm, I'm I'm coming here racing as usual, getting ready to maybe after booking another radio show and a long night out at the ball game working. So I come in and I see immediately when I get on the highway, traffic slow down. I'm thinking, oh great, an accident. So creep along for a couple miles and finally get to the scene where everyone's pulling over. I'm thinking, okay, how bad is this? And I see it's a Modot vehicle. So I'm thinking, great road work. So I go a little forward. I see all they're doing is street sweeping in the middle of the day on the highway. Can't you do yeah. that overnight or something? Well, let me ask you this. So I, I, love, I love the anger. I, he's, he's upset. I, I love it. Smash and I are upset because we've been sitting here for 15 minutes waiting for you. What time did you leave your apartment? <laughs> That's my question. I left my five apartment. Till. No, it was much more than five till. <laughs> I don't know. It was a, we got a text a, saying you were en route at 10 I, till. I sent that right before I got to the highway. <laughs> so, even without this street cleaning. You probably it, it, wouldn't have been here on time. Oh, I wouldn't have. <laughs> but it did delay me an extra 10 minutes. An extra. So you were 15 <laughs> minutes late as opposed to five. Right. For the record. And smash comment on your hair. You're, you are looking very dapper today. With You got the slick back. Slick I think back, I, man. I think it's a good look. You know I think who it looks like? Who? You, you watch that HBO series about the Lakers? I have not watched it. He looks it, like but... Adrian Brody as Pat Riley. <laughs> or he looks like Pat Riley. That was you a long-winded way one. to say Beautiful. he looks like Pat Riley. You could have said he looks like Pat Riley, oh, yeah, and we would have gotten there <laughs> without going in. Extra seconds for the show. Time. It is a Pat Riley-esque look. It looks beautiful. And that's the way... <laughs> And you think I'm a radio professional. But I heard that what Pat- is going on? Did you say I'm a stroke? <laughs> I, I just got congestion in my throat at the absolute oh, worst sure. time. See, this is why we can tolerate yeah. the tardiness, because gotta, Solly brings this sort of A-game I know. to you, production. You got to leave that stuff on the air, man. That's what makes the show. Yeah, we're not losing that. Yeah. Well, he already took it off the air. Dang. You did? No, I did not take it off the air. No, we're leaving it. I, it's I am very talented, but I cannot delete things from the show on the fly unless I delete the whole show. <laughs> what were you saying before the stroke? Oh, before, you had before stroke? the stroke? I was saying that I, I actually hear the Pat Riley because that's the thing you only get to see in the morning before my hair starts to puff up. Right. But contrary to popular belief smash, Mark and I are actually old enough to remember Pat Riley as yeah. a coach. Pat Riley? You could have said Billy Donovan. Um, I, I hope Riley. I don't have Billy Donovan's extreme widow's peak. Well, I, no, you don't. No, that's <laughs> not yet. You've got what I've got, which is the receding slick bag. If <laughs> oh, I, I def- slick it back, I you definitely can see have the that. scalp. So maybe some plugs in the front, and that will work out well for you. Yeah, bangs then, man. You'd be a beetle. 
either plugs or astroturf, but I don't think I'm going the astroturf route. You would have fit in well at the opera, which is I went to the opera on Saturday Night Smash with Where? my lovely wife uh, in Webster Groves. Oh, so nice. get this. So my wife really has been wanting to go to the opera. Yeah. I haven't done that ever because yeah. it's so stupid. But I decided, <laughs> all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fulfill her wishes. So about six weeks ago, I go online and there's the Opera Theater of St. Louis that performs yeah. at Webster University and Webster yeah. Groves. And they have a Young Friends Night at the Opera. That's what I and consider you guys. Young Friends, yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> so they're having opening night. Uh, Carmen is the production. Are you familiar with I Carmen? I love Carmen. Well, oh, you love it? So you're familiar I've with saw, it? I've seen it, yes. I've never, never heard of it. But anyway... I buy tickets to Young Friends Night, or at least I think I'm buying tickets to Young Friends Night yeah. at Webster. Well, it was the whole deal. Um, first of all, the game, the Blues game, is scheduled at what, during the opera. Eight, well, yeah, eight uh, was it seven? It was a seven. Of course, it's a seven o'clock start. Sure. So we're torn. Do we? And we didn't have tickets to the Blues game, but still, you want to be able to watch the Blues yeah. game and not be at the opera. So we go back and forth. Should we go? Should we not? Blah blah blah. But I paid good money for these tickets. Yeah, uh, opera to the is opera. expensive, yeah. Well, not really, but I bought the, you know, best tickets I could because that's what I like to do, and that's, you know. You're, you're I not like, really. I thought I was. Man's, wow. <laughs> I thought I was buying good tickets. They actually turned out to not even be that good of seats. It was a whole deal. We show up at the Young Friends tent because there's a dinner provided beforehand. Nice. Of course, we're not on the list. Oh, so apparently uh, <laughs> by saying, by clicking on the choose best available, that uh, took me out of the Young Friends oh, really? portal. And I ended up buying tickets that weren't. But, they, of course, they let us stay and eat what was a pretty crappy dinner um, in a tent. And it's pouring rain Saturday night, too. That's right. Um, uh, interesting crowd. The opera. Have you ever been to an opera? I have, and that was enough. It, so this was like a uh, Planned Parenthood, BLM, Dr. Fauci, Love Fest oh, really? rally combined in one. I mean, I yeah. had to stand out yeah. like a sore thumb in this crowd. First thing, a lady gets up and talks about Carmen and how it's a story of a promiscuous woman yeah, who, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And in an era when we're, you know, infringing on women's rights to do what they want with oh, their body. No. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus, can't you even go to the <laughs> opera without being subjected to the partisan bullshit? Now, Mark, <laughs> was where was this opera you said? Webster Groves. What, was it on the campus of yes. Webster University? Yes. And what type of institution is Webster <laughs> I University? I know, but I thought maybe. Know where you are. It know was, where you are. It was, absol it was absolutely brutal. And then we were sitting at a table with some uh, strangers. And <laughs> we're trying. I mean, I was trying to engage, you know, make yeah. small talk and going nowhere. And then I said something like. Uh, you got to understand, nobody gets you like we do. No, they All don't. Right? And I said something, I go, um. Yeah, it's a tough call for us to come tonight. You know, we're pretty into the blues, and the, you know, they're they're playing tonight. And the the guy he said something like, "Oh, how are they doing?" And I'm like, "Like in the season or the play?" Like I had to like give a whole recap of where they stood. Yeah. in the playoffs, just was is very uncomfortable. Well, you were angry, and you wanted to make it look like he was the bad guy. When in reality, he in truth was asking well, you. Well, I was kind of trying to give him a, hey, pal, like, yeah, we're both stuck here at the opera. Like, how about them blues? And it really went nowhere. And then he spilled a glass of red wine on his lap. And <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was sort of an awkward moment. Um, so, yeah, we stayed for about, we didn't make it through the first, 
We yeah. didn't even make it to the first intermission. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up going over to Sportsman's and sitting down and watching <laughs> the rest of the Blues game there. But I will say, I would go back. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that they spoke English. At the opera? I thought the opera was like all like Italian. Oh, oh, Italian. No. no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was basically like a Muni show. You know, a, yeah. a, it was just a play yeah. where they just sing every word that they talk. Yeah. So, I mean, you I was. Do sing opera at all? No. No, I don't. I, I did, did enjoy, like, at the beginning, they played the, like, the song from Kirby Enthusiasm. Dun, dun, oh, did they? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you know, yeah. that song, which I guess yeah. that's like a, is that a preamble for all operas? I have no idea. Is that where it comes from? It's the only time I ever heard it was Larry David. Well, but no, they played it, the symphony. They had a symphony there. In the, oh, really? In the pit, the orchestra. Yeah. You call it an orchestra or a symphony? I, orchestra there. I yeah. would think that's an orchestra. Yeah, so they had them play that, and then they went on to play their music and, you know, wonderful performance, and yeah. the singing was nice, but it just, you know. With the knowing the blues were playing in such a big game, it was hard for me to be mentally there at the opera. Why would you force others to, shall we say, be angry along no, with No, I wasn't you? angry. I wasn't angry. I was just trying to, like, provide context, and it was... I was getting no sympathy from those around me, and everyone else seemed there, you know, obviously excited to be at the opera and unconcerned about the Blues being in a heated playoff matchup. Yeah. So I was probably talking to the wrong audience, trying to look for, <laughs> trying to look for sympathy. Um, yeah. But I would, I would go back. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, nice ambiance. It was a yeah. cool venue uh, there on Webster's campus. So I mean, definitely check it out. Who, me? Yeah, you or Solly. Maybe you guys could go on a date to the opera of <laughs> St. Louis. That's an expensive date right there, man. We went to the uh, Chinese place across the street last week. Juan Fu. And this guy can eat. Wait, you and Solly did? Me and Solly, Yeah. Man. I mean, since, have, ever since you changed all now. your credit card numbers so we couldn't use that tab yep. at Rosalita's. Well, I've lost several of my credit cards. Um they, I, I don't know what happened. I, they're either, I think maybe a kid took them out and threw them in the I trash. I never have one of those, one of those flip cover things. Oh, it's the best. Of- this has been a game changer. Yeah, so this but year, you put your cards in there, you could lose them. Well, so I have everything here. So this is a, uh, they call it the, uh, it's like a pad folio wallet yeah, phone right. combo. You so like my that? phone's here. I love it. And if you but, lose your phone, you lose your phone and your wallet. Both, right. <laughs> but I no longer have. The enormous wallet in my back pocket. Yeah. So this allows me to put one thing into my front pocket and avoid that disruptive uh, ah. rear wallet. Nah. It really does give you the that, back. Well, I have long since given up putting the wallet in the rear pocket because when you put it in the rear pocket, it sticks out as a target for pickpocketers. Exactly right. Yeah. In the front, I mean, Prevent they can reach in the front, but they're obviously. They, they can I, reach in, but they don't necessarily know. It doesn't stick yeah. out. And in my pocket, good luck getting it out on one grab. Have, <laughs> have you ever been pickpocketed? <laughs> I have not. No, neither have I. That's never been a concern of mine with the bag. The more, the bigger problem is sitting yeah. in my, sitting on it all day became a problem. I would think. some back pain. Yeah. So this thing, all in one. But yeah, like I said, I've lost a few. I had to put a hold on a couple of the cards that it fell out. Well, that's terrible too. Um, what a hassle. And so it's also kind of, this thing's worn. It's kind of loosened. The pockets have loosened. Yeah. So it makes the cards fall out easier. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, that's so wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's just. Why don't you get a new one? I'm going to have to get a new one. This one's like less than six months old though. That's less so, than six months old and it's dropping cards? Uh, Yeah, apparently. Yeah, we're having real issues. Here. Where you get that at, man? Uh, I ordered it online. Oh, no I don't wonder. remember. No I don't remember you exactly. You where I got it. But let's talk about Miller Furniture. They're having a big Memorial Day sale. Memorial Day is coming up. Here Salutes all of our veterans and uh, military heroes who gave the ultimate sacrifice so go. we could have our freedom. 
They're having a sale at all their locations. You can shop online, MillerFurniture.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. You can check out their three locations, Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and, of course, Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. Ellisville just turned one year old, their new location. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful showroom. We might have to be going out there to check out uh, beds. The Milton uh, bed frame took a had a casualty this week. We've Our, really? our bed is just what are a people disaster. Doing over there? I don't even want to get into it. But the bed is it's literally collapsing. I had to last weekend I tried to reinforce it with a couple of two by fours. Um the slats have, have cracked. The uh you want me to tell you how it to doesn't do have that? the problem, it's it's the design on this thing and which yeah. did not come from Miller Furniture. Uh it was a piece of crap that we bought. And so I again I would recommend going to Miller Furniture, but this particular bed had no middle support. Yeah. So you've got a king bed. And being swooping. held up by sway back horse. two two sides yeah. and then one peg in the middle. What <laughs> I got news for you? That single I, I, peg ain't gonna hold yeah. up old Papa Milty yeah. um, if he's rolling rolling around in that bed. So yeah. we've we've lost several uh, slats have cracked. Um, it's in really <laughs> really bad shape. I don't even know if I can sleep on it tonight because last night it was really kind of caving in. Well. I'm not going to comment on your activities in your bedroom, <laughs> but I will say that there is just nothing better than having the right sturdy frame, the yes. right mattress, oh, yeah. just some quality craftsmanship. For, there are some things in life you can go cheap on. If yep. there is something, I found it. My furniture is not one of and them. You can find a great deal, but it cannot be cheap. And and, and at Miller, you can not oh, only get right your there. Amish American-made bed frames that you won't find a sturdier bed frame in America. Yeah. Plus, they also sell mattresses. So if you're in the market for that Tempur-Pedic, whatever the case may be, yeah. you won't regret it. So be sure to check out Miller Furniture for all this. your bedding and mattress needs. For that bed you got right now that's swooping down in the middle. You ever thought it's about cinder blocks? <coughs> so we used to do in the hippie days, man. We put I'll cinder blocks under our bed. I, I thought I had fixed it, but it, it was a short it was short lived <laughs> and and things are you need to get a new bed. I mean I, I felt like Miller furniture. My head I mean I wasn't laying flat last night. It was sort of you could feel the dip. Yeah. That was going on. You a on. headboard guy or you sleep without a headboard? It's got a headboard, yeah. but again, just not not good. So Footboard? we're definitely gonna be going to Miller Furniture to check out their uh selection you do footboards this does not have a footboard and don't forget with miller furniture now three great locations as well <laughs> thank you for that sally <laughs> i think we covered that i'm sorry i'm in a bad place i'm just in a bad mood like well, i am like so love like this guy just, i don't even know how, i don't want to get like yeah you know serious here but like what happened in texas to, yeah. is just really bothering me horrific um I don't know. I mean, I've seen these other shootings in the past, and maybe it's because I have a six-year-old now, and I see, like, these families and stuff, and it's very upsetting. Um, and I I just think our country is in such a bad place right now. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into the politics of the gun control debate or, you know, how this could have been prevented. Like, how it gets prevented is you don't have sick, sick motherfuckers out there yeah. that do this thing. I mean, like, to me, How you that's the problem. You that's that's the issue. It's like, what could compel someone to right. go into a school, an elementary school, and kill like second, third, and fourth graders? You know how sick you have to be. Like it, it evil. is downright sick. It's evil. But I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's it's evil and it's a sickness. But 
Just remember, if someone's going to a school with a gun, they are not a sane and rational person. 99.99999% sure, especially at that level. Elementary school, that it is somebody who is totally insane and probably reached a state of such, they're either hearing voices or have reached such a state of desperation that they think their life is over. Right. Why should I care about anyone else? I, it's not a rational mindset. It's one that's very hard to understand, but we just need to do a better job of figuring out what gets people to that stage and how to identify it and nip it in the bud. But sometimes people just snap into that mode, and there's no way you can predict it on, on various people. So this is something that, you can't put on the guns because it's the people. Right. And when the people snap, when the people are mentally ill to the point where they're going to go do something like that, you got to get to the people. Yeah, and you know what? I don't, look, like the whole, like, I feel like this is what happens. The shootings happen. The, the left says we need gun control. The right says let's focus on mental health, like mental health. Okay? Like those to me are not, something else is going on here. You know, there's there's just like a there's something in our society right now where it's like for people to get to this point is it's it's really an indictment of like where we are from a morality standpoint that you know maybe it's video games maybe it's desensitizing kids or you know this kid the shooter was eighteen yeah. there was a Part shooter video in New York that you know killed people at a grocery store it's like man I don't know and the the thing that's so frustrating is like used to be, like, look at 9-11, an event that, like, united us all. Like, I don't think that can happen anymore. Like, I just think that social media, the media in general, the 24-hour 24 24 news cycle, it's made us, I think it's impossible for us to unite, like, even in the most difficult of times. And that's really sad. Because even Biden last night, I want to play his whole speech, because I, I think it's important that people who didn't hear it hear it. And I felt like, Here's a guy who, you know, ran for president as someone who was going to unite us and, you know, we're not going to deal with, you know, the the Twitter in chief and all that crap that, you know, people criticize Trump for. But it's like here he had an opportunity and I feel like it was totally lost and squandered and and just resorted to the the bipartisan, you know, everyone's going back to their corners and it's like, man, can we just take a minute and look at like, think about, like, the people who died, like, these kids who were murdered, yeah. the teacher who was murdered, their families, some of whom don't even know if their kids are alive at that point when he's giving this speech. It's like, really, you're going to go to politics at that point? Everything now has become partisan, whether you look at gun control, tragedies and shootings, even COVID, when it came to medical care, it soon became wearing a mask wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm doing it for my health and safety, and this isn't about debating the benefits of masks, but it became oh, I'm a Democrat, I need to show off and wear my mask, even if I'm Sam Page, and take it off immediately when I think the cameras are off. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. my point. Like, I don't, I, like, what's going right. to reverse that? Because I don't, I don't feel like things used to be this way. Smash is our elder statesman here on, on the show. Do you feel like <clears throat> things used to be politicized the way they are now? Is it social media? What, what do you see as, as contributing to this divisiveness? Oh, I see the uh, advent of games that the kids play. I ain't saying, you know, I'm an old fart and we play basketball on the alley and all this kind of stuff. And they're sitting shooting each other on, uh, well, that goes, to the, like, right? that goes so, to the rise in these sort of event, like 
the shootings in themselves. I do that think that leads plays a role. to a mindset of, hey, I'm going to go do this because it's not going to affect me. And then the, in the ultimate overall, there's no punishment. There used to be punishment. And people would be. Yeah, but how do you punish? Punish? But if how do you punish I, you someone know, you who's committed to, to killing themselves? I mean, like you kill them you know, all, man. No, but I'm you saying kill them all. The shooter capital punishment on. Well, these if guys. they survive, no but questions. I think most of these shooters end up being killed, killed themselves, and, yeah, or they're it's sort of a death wish. So I, I one of the ideas I have, and I think you know there needs to be liability for like parents and next of kin. Like if you're someone who. Is raised one of these monsters. No, no, bullshit. You can make a law. You can never prove it's, that. It's bullshit. If if you can prove that someone, okay, you can create. Okay, employers are vicariously liable for the acts of their employees, right? right, right. If if you have an employee who goes out and kills somebody and they're reckless, you can be held liable as an employer. Like when you're talking in the case of minors, you could create laws that say, hey, if you fail to adequately supervise your kid. Then you're going to jail. But how do I mean, you yeah, they'd be subject to. How do you determine adequate supervision? That's because right. I can tell you that there are some 14, 15 year olds who the parents could be trying to do everything right, yeah. be very diligent at supervising. Right. But with every kid now having a cell phone on their 12th birthday, it seems like, yeah. and social media and behind the scenes and friends, there are still ways that even kids, because remember, we're talking about, you know, the. One tenth of one percent. So some of those could be on that scale, you know. With no, but with pure intelligence, there has to be a way where you can prove whether the parents are liable. Otherwise, there's no fine. Put it. it to a jury. Let a jury decide. That's, That's what I'm saying. That's Get, fair. Put it. Put it to a jury. Because the point is, you're not going to stop these things from happening. Everyone wants to play Monday morning quarterback, but like somebody in this kid's life knew something was fucking off with this kid. Right. Right. Like there's no way that somebody didn't know that this kid was capable of this. And that's the case in every one of these shootings. Like Michigan, for example. Florida, the guy was on the FBI watch list. Right. I mean, there, there's I mean, countless. Even, the, even, the, even the, going the, back to Kip Kinkle back in 1999, where his parents had taken him off his schizophrenia medicine. Uh, Newtown, oh, yeah. I mean, the Newtown kid. I mean, yeah. look, the, the point is like, this isn't a gun issue. This is like a just total breakdown in our society issue. Yeah, That there are people out there that do these kinds of things they're either alone or they're, you know, their family's terrified of them or, and maybe it's a, you know, we need to, I, I don't have the answers, but I'm just saying like this run to the corners of, oh, we're going to ban all guns. Like that to me is not a solution. Like, why is this happening in the first place? Yeah. That needs to be looked at. Banning all guns. Absolutely not the solution because there can be benefits for very responsible gun owners, but the key yep. is responsible. I'll put it this way when it comes to having a gun because look at Texas where anyone can just walk in, get a gun, no questions asked. We have to take a test and get tested to get a driver's license. Should Having a gun, that's a device that needs that you need training and that you need to know how to use. What's to say that we shouldn't have some sort of evaluation for a gun? Well, right, and that's, I mean, that's, that's what the left, I mean, some of the, they're saying, oh, there's common sense things we can do. Okay, what? Universal background checks. Well, that's something that is, it's a nice talking point, but, you know, it, it probably, okay, so what? The kid buys the gun, undergoes the background check, 30 days later he gets it, like, probably doesn't stop these things from happening. I mean, it, it, I mean it's, it sounds nice. It's politically popular. Who's in favor of universal background checks for gun purchases? Oh, 90% of Americans are. Well, okay, let's, you know, like, I mean, there's things that, it's like, yeah, you can say that, but it's like, what's to stop the same kid 
from, you know, taking the same truck and just rolling, you know, running over kids in the street. I mean, like, there are other ways to inflict mass harm. We have to look at the idea that someone's willing to do this, whether it be with a gun. There was the incident at the parade in Wisconsin where the guy just drove through, you know, a crowd of people. You could not, you could wipe out all kinds of people doing something like that. You could use a bomb. You could, I mean, there's so many other ways. Yes, do guns make it easier? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it certainly seems to be the most prevalent form of these mass killings. There, there really is no easy answer, and it's not just any one thing, but we have to come together, which is something that seems to be foreign today, especially in politics, and, and look to find solutions and sometimes put our own personal beliefs aside to look at what we need to do for the greater good of society. Well, we need leaders, okay? We, need we don't have that, that anymore. No, I'm going to play yeah. Joe Biden. I'm going to play Joe Biden's full Will speech Will we be able here. to stay awake? Uh, maybe. I'll let you decide. Here we go. When I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre. Uvalde, Texas. An elementary school. Beautiful innocent, second, third, fourth graders. And how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake? They'll live with it the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again, never have them jump in bed and cuddle with them. Parents will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it and never going to be able to get out, suffocating. It's never quite the same. It's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says, Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, another context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. So tonight, I ask the nation to pray for them, give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name Are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When, in God's name, we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? It's been 3,448 days, 10 years, since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 
Santa Fe High School in Texas, Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. I just got off a trip from Asia, meeting with Asian leaders. And I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency they happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone? to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies. It's a time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. All right. So I wanted to play that whole thing because I think there's a lot to unpack there. I thought he started off with the very appropriate, somber, tone i mean joe biden himself has lost two children he can speak to the <clears throat> the heartache that, that goes with that um and then he immediately turns to the gun lobby and i felt like i was watching it live and i thought this is an opportunity for joe biden to just we don't even know what happened at that point either i mean we have no facts you know why go there and it was so disappointing to see it and then you know he, he makes almost a joke about you know, deer aren't running around in Kevlar. You know, why do you need these guns? And to me, that shows just such a childish view of of guns and, and the Second Amendment. And I'm not, you know, I, I don't think it's a time to be out there, you know, trumpeting the Second Amendment either. But look, gun, the Second Amendment exists not just to protect hunters, right? It exists yeah, right. to guard against government tyranny from 
foreign tyrant from foreign invaders. I mean, to have a, an domestic armed, invaders. to have an armed, you know, population that can fight back. And if anything, if you look at, you know, what happened the last two years, the lawlessness, the, the, the riots, the Kenosha situation. I mean, yep. if there were ever a time where you had to look and say, and I said it to myself many times during all that, you're not, we're not, we can't, you cannot rely on the government to protect you right now. That was my feeling then. There were times where it was like literally there was chaos in the streets. If you lived in these communities, you know, we've had Mark McCloskey on the show when people were out. I mean, like there are real times where it's like, man, I don't know if you can really rely on the government to protect you. So to, to dumb it down and say, oh, only hunters need guns and they don't need AR-15s, like is such a ridiculous premise for him to go on, especially given the given the 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 context of him speaking last night. I thought it was very inappropriate. Well, these politicians are all saying the same thing. We need to do something. You knew about this decades ago. We need to do something. Well, he's been there 40 years. So It's all started in reality, to me, with Sirhan Sirhan. When he got into that kitchen that Bobby Kennedy was walking through to get to his limousine to get on out of the place, he went up and shot. Bobby Kennedy, and that's where it all began, the insurrection of the way people carried themselves well, in the world. Yeah, I mean, you had a series of assassinations in a short amount of time, all done by gun, right? That's what these Kennedy, are, assassinations. Kennedy, yeah. Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's gun violence just, has always existed. And, like, frankly, gun violence, I mean, yes, this is obviously, you know, the magnitude of the tragedy is enhanced because it's kids and but, I mean, there are kids getting shot every day. I mean, in yeah. St. Louis a couple of weeks ago, there were like 12 shootings yeah, I know. over one weekend. There was a guy who was killed in his backyard yeah. in Tower Grove neighborhood this weekend. I don't know if you heard about that. Killed by a, a would-be burglar. No, a burglar came up to him in his backyard and shot him and killed him. So, again, is that. it guns or is it like society that yeah. tolerates this? Yeah. Communities that tolerate the savagery of killing other people. Is it, a, you know, an abandonment of religion? Is it abandonment of the role God plays in society? These are the questions I think that need to be asked. It's not just, oh, the gun manufacturers and the gun lobbies are evil. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think it's fair to say that. Well, part of the psychology of it is when you're a guy and you're trying to make a way for yourself in the world, a way uh, to support whoever you need to support, uh, and you can't, then... I've tried to do good. I've tried to do good. That don't work. I got to go be bad. And so they go and get guns. They go do what they do with guns. Yeah, but this... uh, But society, and I ain't saying this the wrong way, but we, the American government, just gave like $42 million to to Ukraine. Okay. I understand how that's done because I saw when they were sending people those $1,200 checks during the, the COVID and everything... They can print any kind of money anytime they want. But why don't you print enough money to support the schools to have armed guards in place at right. various and that, places? So that's the thing. Those are, they're, those are things they that you ask, know. They ask, when are we going to do something? But, you can. Well, right. There might be things that you could agree, like find middle ground on. There, there could be middle ground on how do we make schools more safe. I mean, we gave like billions of dollars to schools to improve their, their ventilation systems because yeah. of COVID. Most of which, I mean, I don't think that money's even been spent. Right. So maybe we can find common ground and say, hey, you know what? Now that we have more research on COVID and, you know, maybe that reaction to spend billions on, you know, revamping schools 
ventilation systems. Yeah. Maybe we should put that towards security because, you know, kids aren't as likely to die from COVID. And, you know, if we're if we're concerned about protecting them from shooters and other things like yeah. that might be something like school resource officers having a having a cop on every campus. I don't know. Like, it's not going to stop, though. But here's what's always going to be evil that, you know, finds a way to, you know, enact these kinds of tragedies. So I don't know. But at least at least if you talk about that stuff in this time yeah you might have middle ground to say yeah we can agree but it's like they'll meet to immediately run to the corners is so sad it's an indictment of where we are as a country i don't see how we come back we are rewarding the wrong people example baker mayfield quarterback for the browns getting ready to be quarterback for somebody else guy has almost 19 million dollars on this contract here we were rewarding him to play but you don't reward anybody but maybe $35,000 a year to be a security guard somewhere and in that put your life on the line. And I ain't right. say, I ain't talking about life being life and death. I'm talking about the life of you get slashed wrong. All of a sudden, you can't function as a full functioning human being. Right. You got to pay these people more so that they can put forth the kind of grip on their particular place that they need to put so that we can have a safer situation going in. Same thing right. goes for, I don't know if they got them anymore, but malls, you know, yeah. you got to have uh, these guys in malls. Too. Well, even pay them more and don't talk about defunding them. I mean, the defund police yeah. eliminate the border patrol. I mean, the, the border patrol agents were a big part of this response that ended up yeah. killing this guy. Yeah. And how many lives did they save? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it does highlight just the absurdity of, you know, defunding the police and defund, you know, it's, it's insanity. And so that's something that we should be able to agree on. You know, we need to have, you know, I look at like even downtown St. Louis, we went to the Cardinal game. I'm like, man, you got $500 million from the federal government. You should have a cop on every street corner yeah. on a game night. Yeah. Right. Cause we left early cause we had the young kids with us. I'm like, there were no police like walking on fourth street really? after the game to the garage. It's like, yeah, there's very little security presence outside of the fortress that is the stadium and yeah. ballpark village. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if you're the city and you know that violent crime and gun violence is an issue, at People least have shot a, outside put a, ballpark yeah, village. put a cop on every corner and at least you're showing you're, you know, you're safe. Cause it yeah. doesn't feel safe when you don't have, you know, a cop standing there and there's a scarcity of people. You know, you don't have that density downtown to make you feel safe when you got other people walking around. But you got to pay them. You got to pay That's them fine. Correctly, That's what I'm man. saying, though. Like, rather than piss the money away, like, you could invest in real, you know, transformative investments in, you know, police, safety, all those things, as, as opposed to sending $250 checks to everybody that lives in the city. I mean, right. what does that accomplish? Right. Nothing. I know. And that's what they're going to do. They're just going to piss the money away. Terrible. Same with the schools. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't need to... You don't need to spend billions of dollars redoing a ventilation, ventilation. system. Let's yeah. focus on having more secure entrances and, you know, having police on campus, yeah. having security guards. And, you know, one of the things they did when there was talk of doing that after some of these other school shoes, like, oh, well, we don't want to scare the kids. Like, well, shit. I mean, who cares? Like, yeah. let them feel safe. I mean, I just can't imagine. I'm just totally sickened to see – you know, these little kids coming out of a school with their hands up and mm, it's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I know. <sighs> All right. That's it. I don't think we got anything else to do today. Do we? Sally, what do you got? Anything? 
I think I'm just pretty tapped out from this. <laughs> from after, you've been here 30 well, minutes. No, sure. it's not that, but it's after listening to three minutes of Biden spew the same old mm. rhetoric and just the same hollow message. Yeah, I and I can't, I don't even want to person. I don't even want to resort to the personal text, but just seeing him up there, just it, it just it it just reiterates like he's just a shell. I mean, there's just yeah. nothing there. He's a puppet. There's, there's no substance, and it's like but a man, puppet to who? He had no, democratic. I don't even. Points. Let's not go. I don't even want to go. I'm, I just. I just. There's a huge hole in our country right now. Like there's a gaping hole in terms of leadership, morality, all the stuff we've talked about today, and it's like really scary to think about raising kids in in a, this kind of an environment. Because yeah. what's going to change? Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe go back to God. Maybe you know have a little more hope. I mean, well, God, the reasons, God, Jesus gives hope, right? I mean, that's... Well, that's a, that's a good way to go. Problem is, when you got somebody who's busting his ass, and he says, Lord, help me out here, he's not getting the help that he perceives that he needs, then he'll turn to the dark side, man. Okay. That's, that's well, what they do. But I, well, I guess what I'm saying is, there, and there is such thing as evil, and I think there are people out there that are beyond, you know, Redemption, and unless yeah. you know, in this case, this guy obviously was nuts, and um, you know, was hell bent on just just committing an act of evil, and and that happens, okay. But what we can't have is just like the knee jerk reaction to say, because I mean, if you talk about, like Biden's speech, there, we have to take action. Well, if your goal is to prevent school shootings, then you'd basically you'd have to confiscate all guns, right? I mean that would that would be the that would be the response. You never do and it. that's not something that's that's a feasible, right? B is politically possible, um, and so you're left with well, where do we find middle ground? So that's my hope is that people can just take a step back, allow these don't don't make these people who've already endured enough political footballs. Let them have the you know the space, the time to to grieve, to heal, and all that stuff. You gonna run again? No. I'd have voted for you, man. I appreciate that. Um, no, I, no, I, I'm just, I don't know. The politicians right now, it's just, and it's our system. It's the media. It's you know, you got a guy like Eric Greitens who's you know potentially going to win the. I mean, it's just, it's sad. Like you just, you look at the system, the media, the social media, all of it is leading to where we are. So we've got really nobody to blame but ourselves yeah. for our current plight. That's exactly right. Uh, but you know what's going to make me happy, Smash? What's that? I'm going to head to Rosalita's, Whoa. and I'm going to get some lunch, and I may go back for happy hour, 3 to 7, yeah. have a couple of margaritas, you, take the edge off. Say, the edge I'm feeling We can all right agree now. on that. Are you saying yeah. I singularly, or are you uh, <laughs> bring a pluralicity to it all? I don't know. I kind of just, no, you guys are invited. You're welcome to come, join me can for the Rosalita's. we sit at the same table? We can sit at the same table. I don't have a, right. I forgot I don't have my credit cards. <laughs> so we're going to have to dip into the slush, the smash slush fund <laughs> to cover our, well, the chips and salsa are complimentary, but to cover the margaritas uh, and the fajitas. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, they're happy hour. You best. won't find a better happy oh, hour. Yeah. Around. Check them out. Rosalitascantina.com. You can go to their location in the pair. Yep. Right near here, the STL Tax Lawyer headquarters, or downtown on Washington Avenue before or after a Cardinals game. The Blues, maybe they'll keep it going. I don't know. Going to have a tough fight tonight, game five. I was actually at the game on Saturday. Yeah. Wait, was it Saturday? Monday. God, my days are. Going to the game on Monday night kind of threw me for a loop. I, 
Are the Avalanche that much better? Yes. Are they? I think they are, but we, Monday night, we should have won that game. I feel like we, a lot of things happened. They almost came back and won it anyway. I don't want to get into all of it, but basically, in my view, the Blues could compete if they played a certain style of hockey. The Avalanche are very talented. Um, I think we let the emotions get the best of us on Monday night. Solly, what do you think? Took our eye off the prize. Well, I think it was more than that, too. The emotions, they were just trying to look for a spark, but they just didn't move the puck well enough. Gave Colorado way too much zone time, way too many chances. Well, Huso gave up, I mean, the goaltending. Losing Bennington. And that yeah. killed them because Bennington was so good at moving the puck and getting it out of the zone, getting the Blues on the attack. Once they lost that, they were toast. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Now, I don't know what you do, you know, assuming they don't advance. You've got Bennington making big money. They basically made Huso their starter down the stretch. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a mess right now. Is he no good? Who? Huso. Huso's good, but he's he's still he's on the he's upswing. He, has he hasn't a played in the playoffs. Skill set than Bennington as well. So yeah. the lack of puck moving ability by Huso hurt this team uh, in these matchups. Well, and also, I mean, he doesn't have playoff experience. I definitely think he kind of the moment was too big for him early on in the playoffs, and then they went to Bennington, and Bennington just played lights out. I mean, you can't. And then he, of course, gets taken out by the Avalanche uh, player and a questionable questionable. Uh, play and now he's probably out for at least this series maybe more you'd have been a good goalie man because you're long and, long and lanky tall i don't know about length i mean tall and stout got, wingspan is big <laughs> man <laughs> yeah it helps i mean a lot of these goalies are very t- i mean Can you do the splits no the yeah. flexibility of your real the, gotta, the flexibility of guys is unbelievable yeah. all right you're listening to the mark milton show with the smash and sally broadcasting from the miller furniture studios remember miller furniture with three locations as Sally mentioned earlier, and I mentioned shortly before that, Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. You can also check out Rosalita's Cantina. Be sure to check them out for happy hour, lunch, dinner, whatever the occasion may be. Check out Rosalita's Cantina. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash.